Welcome to the Raise with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. It is clear that you are a letter from Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink but with the Spirit of the living God, not on stone tablets, but on tablets that are hearts of flesh. Such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent by ourselves to claim that anything comes from us. Rather, our competence is from God. He also made us competent as ministers of a New Testament, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. If the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look directly at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, though it was fading, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be much more glorious? For if the ministry that brought condemnation has glory, the ministry that brought righteousness has even more glory. In fact, in this case, what was glorious is no longer very glorious because of the greater glory which has surpassed it. Indeed, if what is fading away was glorious, how much more glorious is that which is permanent? Therefore, since we have this kind of hope, we act with great boldness. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the Israelites could not continue to look at the radiance as it was fading away. In spite of this, their minds were hardened. Yes, up to the present day, the same veil remains when the Old Testament is read. It has not been removed because it is taken away only in Christ. Indeed, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom." But all of us who reflect the Lord's glory with an unveiled face are being transformed into his own image from one degree of glory into another. This too is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This is the word of our God. The second contrast in Christian ministry began at the end of the previous chapter, chapter 2, with the discussion of the triumphal procession in Christ, and that the gospel march is that of a Roman triumph, that it is scented with the smell of incense, which is the smell of victory to those who are on the winning side, and the smell of death to those who are not. And that contrast between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant um, continues to be highlighted here in chapter 3. Just as Paul began with the very essential character of the gospel ministry, that it is victory that is rooted in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, so now he compares it to the the acts and the transitory nature, the passing nature of the Old Testament covenant. And as he begins, he says, well, you know, we don't really need letters of recommendation to you or from you. And perhaps opening the door there in the beginning, you know, verses one through three of this chapter, opening the door to the possibility that other teachers had finally made their way down to Corinth as they had caused trouble for him back in Galatia. Um, They have come there as well and, and brought to these new Christians a message, an idea. 
that you need to follow the law of Moses. You need to do these things if you want to be a Christian. I wouldn't doubt if that were in the background. And Paul begins this chapter by saying that since his sufficiency is from God, Paul doesn't need a letter of recommendation in his ministry. The congregation in Corinth, which God established through Paul's preaching, is enough of a letter of recommendation because, by God's grace, that church still stands and it is open to inspection by all, as Paul says in verse 2 when he reads, You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. He's basically saying, well, if you're going to be led astray into a different teaching, first and foremost, you need to take consideration of what you see within your congregation, what you know about each other within this congregation, and then you'll see the fruit of faith as it really is. You'll see the result of preaching as it really is. Paul says, it is clear that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. He doesn't need any any outside authority as these other teachers apparently did because he has the authority of Jesus and Jesus has continued to build a church there and that ties in with that theme that began with the triumphal procession of the gospel because that is that is the focus the talked about the contrast of Christian ministry um, that nothing else really compares to the power of the gospel as it marches through geography and through history, through time and space. And even even if somebody were to appeal to um, external secular human authority, that authority does not compare to the triumph of Jesus Christ in raising himself from the dead. And that's the point that Paul takes up beginning in verse 4 of this chapter, going in this this theme that he begins um, here, I suppose, in verse 4, goes all the way into the very opening verses of the next chapter as well, that we have this confidence before God, that this confidence we have before God is to stand before him without shame, because Jesus Christ is our full and complete righteousness, and that the Spirit gives life. That's his point. And then he's going to be setting up this contrast this contrast that is perhaps familiar from the book of Romans or maybe from the book of Galatians, this contrast between the spirit and the letter. And the concept there is he's not talking about faithful Old Testament history and faith and religion as it was originally intended. He's talking about Old Testament according to the letter that is in the present distortion that they had to deal with, that the people were so concerned about keeping the laws and doing the laws that they forgot to watch for the Messiah, and they forgot to recognize that even the law itself was a witness to the coming Messiah. And so Paul says that God is the one who has made us competent as ministers of a New Testament, a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. What he's saying when the letter kills is that if you want to live and derive your life from the law, from what you do, and you want to have your spiritual track record based on what you have done and what you haven't done, then you need to follow it all the way. And if you don't follow that completely and perfectly, then that letter, that law, which you think is giving you spiritual life and spiritual guidance is only going to kill you. And that's the point that he makes finally in verses 7 through 18, the end of this chapter, is that that old 
covenant had a glory of its own, but that glory was fading. And even the Old Testament people, 1400 BC, did not want to see the glory fading away from the face of Moses. After he came down from the mountain, he wore that that cloth over his face. You know, the people saw that his face was shining from being in the presence of God, but Moses hid the, the fading of the glory. And that's the point of this whole veil thing. And that the point that Paul makes then is that the actual glory of that Old Testament law and that Old Testament letter is that it was a witness to and pointed ahead to the fulfillment in the Messiah. And that this Messiah, Jesus Christ, is even more glorious because the glory of the Messiah and his letter, or rather his spirit, um, and the glory of his covenant and his testament does not fade away. And therefore, Paul says in verse 12, we act with great boldness. We're not like Moses who put a veil over his face. Um, Instead, verse 15, or rather 16, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But all of us who reflect the Lord's glory with an unveiled face are being transformed into his own image from one degree of glory into another. And so what we see in Christ, a boldness in the Lord whose spirit gives us freedom to look upon the face of God and this message, this gospel message that Paul carries um, brings with it a boldness that is a pure honesty. The apostle is no self-seeking, devious proclaimer of himself, but of Jesus Christ as Lord and himself as a servant. He proclaims God's work, his miracle of the new creation and life together with him. So as you go about your day, Just take a moment to thank God for the glory that he has given to you, for the glory that he has covered you with, for the glory that you have in being able to approach him in prayer. And take a moment to pray. Pray for God's church here and around the world. Pray for the spread of the gospel. Pray for those who are still trapped in sin and trapped in false belief, that they too may share in the glory of Jesus with us. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raise the Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next Thirsty Podcast episode. God bless your day.